What's up? This is Cody. This is Mark. And this is Mike from Hinder, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Go Blues! Yay, yay! Special, draft special. <laughs> draft <Josh>. special. <laughs> <laughs> that's our new. That's uh, uh, we should do that. We should just like pick random songs and sing it as our intro and just change it to like the Blues <laughs> Hockey Podcast. And that'll be our new intro. But anyway, so our 2016 draft special, I guess you can call it. So we're not going to go through every single prospect no. or whatever. I think we did that one year and it was like an hour and 45 minutes. Mind yes. you, I enjoyed it. But it was a ton of work to do. Correct. And uh, I, like I said, we don't get paid nearly enough. Correct. And by paid, we get nothing. nothing. So um, we're just going to go through kind of like the top picks. And then the other thing I'm going to highlight is the three kind of St. Louis kids yeah. that are in the draft. That um, I think honestly, the Blues have a chance to get one of them, depending on how we, how they trade and stuff. And then we're going to talk about some maybe off season trade rumors. And then we're going to go into your questions after that. So that's how we're going to work this one. So let's just get into the draft. The Toronto Maple Leafs get the pleasure of draft number one after being god-awful and trading away their whole team. Yes. So, yes, they do. So they get the whatever. I don't even know what the the slogan was this year. And they had fail for nail. Uh, like all of them, like whatever they were. They are all ridiculous, like, you know, things. So anyway. This year should have just been, eh. Yeah, we're, you know. Brendan Janian's like we get the we get the privilege or something like that. It's like yes, that's what you want to call it. Sure, for being freaking awful, god awful for so long. Yeah. So. Fun fact: the Toronto Maple Leafs have the longest drought of Stanley Cups, longer than the Blues by one year. Yep. Yep. The only reason it's not the Blues is because we weren't alive. Yep, <laughs> we'll take it. So let's go to the first five picks, and I'll just give you a general kind of rundown of them and. Uh, what the scouts have kind of said about him. Not too much, just, you know. First one is pretty much consensus number one. Patrick Lane has kind of made a push for it, but it's going to be Austin Matthews, who's a center out of Zurich. Six foot two, not out of Zurich, that's where he played last, excuse me. Six foot two, 190 pounds. Pretty much. Dude's got off, skill. Yeah, franchise center. Yep. Um, you know, and the thing is, and again, I was just, before we started our podcast, I uh, was talking with um, the NHL network guys from Sirius XM Radio. Where'd you go? Because I am a nerd and call into radio shows when I'm not talking hockey with you. KMLX Hotline. Uh, Coach. Coach is hella dumb. Hella dumb. We need to fire everybody. Um, That was our finest hour. So we we were talking, and someone had brought up, you know, where Sidney Crosby ranks in the overall players. And my point was, of all the guys that have been labeled – the successor to Wayne Gretzky. Crosby's the only guy who has started to live up to that hype. Mm-hmm. Eric Lindros surely didn't. Yeah, concussions you know, got him the best of him. Remember, and then was it four years ago when Taylor and Tyler came into the league? Yep. You know, Tyler Sagan's got a cup his rookie year, but hadn't really done much since. Yeah. Still, Taylor Hall still very good. Yeah, Taylor Hall hadn't done a damn thing. He hasn't gotten in the playoffs, I think. Yeah, you know, he, with his entire team of number number one overall picks, can't find their way out of the basement of the of the NHL. So, even though he's a consensus number one pick, you never know, man. Like, this year, Jack Eichel, Connor McDavid have both really had phenomenal seasons. Yeah, both looked like they were franchise-type picks. And they look like they're going to live up to the hype. But, you know, it's not like – hockey is not like basketball and football where those people can come in and make an immediate turnaround on a team. Yeah, there's very few players that can do that. Because you figure, you know, unlike football and basketball, you're talking about a sport where your top player plays at most a third of the game. Mm-hmm. At most. For being a, well, being a forward, yeah. Yeah, so about 30 minutes, yeah. So 
Well, like, for example, Petrangelo is like 30-minute defenseman, but, like, forwards are in the 20-minute range, so you're yeah. talking like a 30, like you said, a third of the thing. So so it, it'll be interesting to see how this works. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think that he's got a ton of upside. He's he's not, like, bulkishly big, but he's got size to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a – And he's actually pretty decent defensively. He's not just – like, Connor McDavid is more known as a very correct. flashy offensive He's a two-way guy. player. Yeah, he's, he is, does have some defensive side to his game. Yep. So the next one that's up, uh, which probably will go to the Winnipeg Jets, is uh, Patrick Lane. Lane? I'll go Lane. A left winger from Finland, just really 6'4", 200 pounds. He had a hell of a world juniors to the point yeah. where – People kind of thought like he might make that push to be number one because Matthews was okay. It wasn't bad, but he was good. Um, but he's uh, he's you know speedy, big, doesn't you know has the confidence. I think he's man. It'd be hard for me like the Blues need at center, so it'd be Matthews. Yeah, but man, he's not a bad consolation prize for the Winnipeg. No, Jets. he's really not. You know, I. To, to go what you said about the fact that he had a great World Juniors and almost moved ahead, I, I'm always weary about the draft pick that skyrockets up and overtakes the number one spot because of something that just happened before the draft. And you don't have to look any further than Eric Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric Johnson was av- not average. He was above average, but he wasn't the guy where everyone was like, oh, God, Eric Johnson, until – you know that that spring before the draft and the combine pretty much pushed him to yeah. the top and dudes it was, Ke- it was this kessel for like a long time and then and i'll ask you right now who'd you rather have on your team oh i always, Eric Johnson I always or phil kessel i said phil kessel i was at kessel i always like i thought forward is always the way to go yeah there was a couple of, uh, i forgot who it is now for life of me uh, somebody said um he never would draft a defenseman in the first round because he just thought that they take too long to develop, and um, you know, forwards the way to go. I forgot who that was now for life of me, but anyway, yeah, that's who we think. So let's go with number number three kind of pick. Which these are pretty much which I would say ninety eight percent of mock drafts that I've looked at. So I'm just kind of going off of the you know the top five of the normal. Mocked that are out there. Sure. So uh, Jesse, let's go. Poliarvi, Poliarvi, uh, right winger from Finland. So another Finnish kid, six three, one hundred ninety eight pounds, super fast. Yeah. But supposedly, if you read rumors that are out there, that apparently JD and Yarmo are not sold on this kid. That they might move, look to move the third pick and move down. It's interesting when you when you think about that because look at the track record of players that Yarbo picked when he was here in St. Louis. He went for speed. You know, yeah. he went with the David Perrons. He went with the TJ Oshus and players like that. Now, obviously, you know, those guys have more to their game than just being fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's surprising to see them not salivating over a guy with speed. Yeah, I think it's a, for maybe for maybe it's a too high for this kid, but I th- a lot of people have liked him. Not, they don't think of him as a franchise type guy like the first two. Right. But they think of him as a very good. He'll be a very good player, pretty much. Number four is kind of four and five have been flip flopped depending on the mock you look at. So let's go with the one that's on Sportsnet that I'm looking at currently. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, Keith Never Kachuk's son, yeah, uh, left wing for the London uh, Knights, six foot one, one eighty eight. Um, won the Memorial Cup, you know, and it came out later that he apparently had a badly sprained ankle. Scored the OT winner in the championship game, which was awesome. Uh, and the kid, I this is the one I've, I've posted on social media many a times that I am openly advocating the Blues to go after this kid somehow, some way, get this kid because not just because of the Chuck connection, I can give a crap about that. But if you watch him play, the just the competitiveness is what I like about him. The right. skating, I would like to be better. Which is that's the thing people knock on him is his skating is not the best, but he wants to score, he wants to win, he wants to be the guy with the puck. Which is I think you have to have in uh, I agree. players. You can always teach someone how to skate better. Um, hockey sense, hockey ability. Some of it is coachable, some of it is not. In the offensive zone, I think outside of the, I mean, the top two guys in the draft, I think hands down Kachuk is right behind those guys and i think he's very good 
like he's he's a he's a more of a pay he does a scorer, but he's a very he's more of a better almost a better passer. Right. He's very good. So uh, Matthew Kachuk at number four, possibly go to Edmonton Oilers, and who knows if they move that pick because they're looking for defense. And I've seen some mocks um, saying that he might they might take a <laughs> Kevin Shattenkirk. It could happen, so we'll see. Uh, some other news came out today that uh, Chuck's stock might have went up slightly. The last one that we'll go over, which might go to the Canucks, they might get Kachuk, they might get this kid Pierre, Luke. Let's go Dubois, French, we'll French Canadian Dubois, Dubois. Let's we'll go Dubois just because. Uh, left winger, center from Cape Brenton, uh, and that's in the queue. You're damn right it is. Yeah, six three two zero one. Uh, the, you know, in the last couple of years, man, apparently this kid is like shot up the charts. Like he was not like nobody really knew about this kid, and all of a sudden he just started blowing up in the QHL this year. Right. Um, apparently, the uh, pretty much I've seen him is said the best all around player. Very like the type of center that you would like to have that plays a very good his two way his defensive game is almost as good as his offensive game, and his offensive game is apparently pretty well. Um, skates very well. Uh, just does a lot of things like not. Like extremely well, but very good. So something that a, you'll really like out of a guy that he—they're projecting him to be a center because uh, he's been apparently he is only 19, 18, 19, and uh, but he's played a lot of left wing as well. So he had to move to the center this year to compensate for injuries on his team, mm-hmm. and he wound up sticking there. And that's kind of where um, he might be projected at NHL due to his size. So. Um, I've watched him, and I've seen a lot of people compare him and Kachuk because they're pretty much neck and neck. Um, I think they asked, there's a article on TSN where they asked um, ten different scouts, and one of them was um, Bill Armstrong from the St. Louis Blues. Was actually quoted in it, and he said, "Who would you take?" And he said, "This is going to come off as everybody thinks I'm picking him because it's Keith's son, but if you look at Matthew Kachuk, just how he is below the dots." is second to none in this draft. He just has this great hockey sense where he finds the players. He has he knows when to shoot. His um, leadership ability is second to none. So that's why a lot of people like Matthew Kachuk, well, at least Bill Armstrong did. Basically, he was picked 66 to 4 for Kachuk. That's wow. the number four pick. So that's how even they are. So that's pretty much the top five picks in the draft that are going. Um, so we went over one St. Louis kid, Matthew Kachuk, who is going to be taken in the first round. There's two more that we'll uh, go over briefly. The one I really think the Blues would get or have a decent shot at, depending on uh, Where how draft. he falls. Yeah. First one is Logan Brown, which is uh, Jeff Brown's son, uh, a center from Windsor, Ontario. Uh, almost as tall, not as closer to Chris's size than my size, six foot six, 200 pounds. It's a big dude. For, and only 19. It's a young dude. So, excuse me, 18. Uh, so, but he is. Uh, they said his knock is his skating for a dude that size, which you'd figure. I would imagine. I mean, but look, they said his uh, passing is very, very. I know, like him already. Yeah, <laughs> very good. So that's something that uh, he shot the charts too, where he was projected in the low twenties at the midterm, and he's now up to number. Uh, they got him at number nine on the Sportsnet one, going to Montreal. Wow, Ozzy Montreal taking a nine. You know, non French. Non French guy, come on now. Right. Jesus. It's... So, the last one that we'll go over is they have at number 18, which I'm hoping he falls lower. Maybe the Blues can trade up. You never know. Luke uh, Kunin. Let's go, Kunin. A center from the university. He played at the University of Wisconsin last year. Six foot, 190 pounds. Very good uh, skating ability. Right handed. Play mostly left wing next year, but he would, you know, he also would like to transition to center, though. Sure. Uh, he plans on returning to school next year, so the Blues fans, like if they do draft him, don't expect him to be your number, right. new number three center. I don't see that really happening unless he comes out flying, flying, and the Blues convince him to stay. But I, I could fully convince him to get his game a little more well rounded. Um, he projects as kind of more of a, uh, I don't say power forward, but. Um, I can see him, foot, but he, he, but he is a very like go to the corners guy. Even right. though his size is not the best, and then he'll uh, do the dirty work, and you know has an active score, some goals. So that's all you can really ask for out of a player of that size. You know, he 
I, I haven't seen him play, but the descriptions and things like that make him sound somewhere between like, you know, I, I don't want to say TJ Oshie because that gets everybody in St. Louis flicking their bean. Um, but as far as the work ethic, you know, Oshie was never afraid to go to the corners. He wasn't afraid to hit. He wasn't afraid to scrap. And it sounds like that's the type of player that this guy is. He can put a few in the net, but he's also going to be the guy that if you need to go out there and grind something out, he can do that too. Yeah. So I think it worries. Uh, like I said, I think his skating for his size is very good. So, which is what you need nowadays. Right. So I pretty much put like a list of most of like what everybody's picking the blues to pick kind of for this one. And, uh, I would say 7 out of 10 pretty much is what I kind of got it at, was picking this kid, Tage Thompson. It's if the Blues stay in their current position, which is number 28 overall. Right. Uh, Tage Thompson, a center from Connecticut uh, uh, University, six foot five, 189. Uh, it looked as a project pick, though. So that's uh, something. That, I hate projects in the first round. Yeah. So that's what kind of worries me with this one, where pretty much I saw that every discussion was project, 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 mm. project. Like, I, that's more of a second, third. I agree. So. Your first round pick, whether you're picking number one or number 30, needs to be somebody that within the next two to four years can is going to make your team and contribute. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not expecting every pick to be like Robbie Fabry. Like, that's, no. just, that's like, you know, ludicrous. Like, for example, like Ivan Barbashev yeah. is, was a second round pick, and he was like, I think the – what, two like, years ago, uh, four, three years ago, yeah. And uh, but look at him now; like he was on the Wolves last year. They project him to probably be the first call up next year, which is about four years is what you're looking at. So Raddy's probably going to make the team this year if he's still around. If he gets, I was just going to say if he doesn't get moved out. Yeah. So that is our quick look at the draft. Like I said, we're going to do our draft kind of uh, live special. I guess you want to call it. Yep. So we'll see what uh. We'll see what happens with the draft, but I don't expect the Blues to stick with that pick. I really think they're going to try. It would surprise up. me to see something happen between now and next weekend. So a lot of rumors floating around. Mostly Kevin Shattenkirk move for different things. Uh, the guys over at Game Time did their uh, draft and trade with that to do with the SB Nation, which I, I kind of like this trade they did. They traded Shattenkirk along with our first round pick and Ty Ratty to the Boston Bruins for the 14th overall. Um, Matt Bolesky mm-hmm. and a second and the second round pick and then the four, the first round pick they got uh, that we wound up getting at number fourteen they used for Luke Coonan, which I thought was awesome. So I was like, so I kind of like so as I kind of gotten off, I if not falling in love with Matt Kachuk because I love I would love to have that kid on the team. But does fourteen seem a little high for Coonan? That's what I mean. That's I've seen him as high as uh, twelve, and I've seen him as low as twenty four. Okay. So he's somewhere in that range, which is a very broad range. So that's why the Blues might be able to, right. you know, if he's still kind of falling. And if you're at number 28 still, maybe you can trade uh, your sure. third rounder, move up like two or three picks or something right. like that. Or, you know, send Ratty in your first rounder and move up. Uh, yeah. So I say Shattenkirk has been out there. A lot of fans want Bo Meester. I don't uh, think it's going to happen. I, I think if I think there's a, I think any, I think there's no non-movable contract anymore. I agree. Due to uh, Mark Savard got traded again. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> from New Jersey to, uh, or excuse me, from Florida to New Jersey. Yeah. For they can make their uh, cap pretty much. And Mark Savard hasn't played in five years due to concussion things he made from Boston down to Florida and now to. Uh, just how Nathan Horton got traded from, uh, basically Boston to yeah. uh, Columbus because Columbus was making it work. Or no, excuse me, he signed with he wasn't Boston. Went to Toronto, signed a massive contract. I know that was David Clarkson. The Clarkson got moved from there, and Horton was in Columbus. Got moved up. You saw that Goligoski's rights got traded, today. and then Goligoski's rights got traded, and he's expecting five million dollars. So anybody bitches about Bo Meester, Alex Goligoski's on the verge of getting five million dollars too. Yep. So, and they're about the same player. I would agree. And I would say Golgoski maybe has more offensive upside because he's a little smidgen younger, but I don't know. I think it's a lot of money for Golgoski. And now it makes Dallas a little weaker. Phoenix, Agreed. or excuse me, Arizona might, might, you know, they only have one defenseman or two defensemen on a contract right now, which is obscene. 
but you know, but they have a couple of kids. They're going to try to move up. So we'll see what happens there. So we're going to go with some of the questions I threw out there on Twitter. I said, me and Chris are going to be recording soon. Uh, so we'll get any questions. Questions. <laughs> there we go. So we'll go with some questions and then some of them are some of the points I was going to bring up anyway. So that's why I sure. figured we just dive into them. So what does Tim want to know? He's not, he did not respond, believe it or not. Wow. I know I'm a little, little, uh, Maybe little, he's sick. I know. Damn it, Tim. I know. Maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't. I didn't put it on Facebook, so maybe that's my fault. So uh, let's go. Uh, Scott at TSN Photography uh, wants to discuss what contracts, but if any, the Blues should consider buying out. Unfortunately, the Blues are, as much as they are a cap team, um, they don't have that extra money just to tell a guy to go away. They're not Toronto. That is correct. Um, as much as you want maybe a Bo Meester to move, um, uh, Ber- Berglund has value as much as you want to say. Like, he's, there's a ton of guys out there getting kind con- of like, uh, was this Zekas, yeah. a fourth line guy, got three point three million dollars. So stupid. Oh my god! Like, and then he Berglund's three point seven next year. Yeah, and, there's uh, Zekas is basically Steve Ott, young, a younger Steve Ott. Yeah, bunch. there's there's nothing that the Blues can move or can buy out and do. If there's going to be cap relief, it's going to come the way of either letting free agents walk or dealing players. And I think that is why you're seeing players like Kevin Shattenkirk get mentioned so much in trade. Not because the Blues don't want him on the team, but because you have to give somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we have an abundance of defensemen. And Kevin Shattenkirk, you're not going to get rid of Petro. You're just not. No. And and of, it, played, it played amazing in the playoffs. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. Like and, and has his moments. Of but Petro still. and Shattenkirk, your return is going to be better for Shattenkirk. Yeah, because he's and, a guy you're not going to be able to sign, and yeah. has been in the top. I think it was top fifteen mm-hmm. in the last few years in uh, defenseman points. So and, and Shattenkirk and he's right handed. And, and Bo are are when they're on, they're about even. I think that the offensive side for Shattenkirk's better. Yes, 100%. Um, but you have to give in order to receive. And it has nothing, it's not a knock on Kevin Shattenkirk and him not being able to fit into the system. It is simply the business side of hockey. Yeah. So, which is what Shattenkirk has said in the post game, you know, Bacchus, which we were going to talk about in the last podcast, had that really emotional speech afterwards where he yep. talked about um, how Steve Ott would have been the next guy in. Because Bacchus wasn't feeling well, he had like a, some kind of body ache or something like that. So he gave him this like mat that's a healing mat or something like yeah. an infrared mat or something like that. And I thought him to I play. think he just did the Mister Miyagi thing to him. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, so and then he had a really emotional speech, which was very you know like that's awesome. Like they, like they've said this locker room is the closest locker room that they've been in since the beginning, which I think is a good thing. Unfortunately, there's going to be some turnover. Yeah, and. uh but I think they'll bring some guys back. I really think Brodziak and Upshaw have a good chance to come back. Ots, I think, is falling into the PTO range, though. Think so? There might be a team to pick him up, but, I mean, this the last couple of years, man, he only has a few goals and stuff. Like, you, you really can't pay a guy unless he takes a significant cut and I be okay think with it. either Reeves or Ott come back. and Reeves is making a good chunk of money, man. I over a million say, dollars. I would say between Reeves and Ott, I think Ott comes back. Really? Yeah. So you think Reeves is getting traded somewhere, included in a package somewhere? I think so. It's a possibility with the amount of money he made. It's a good possibility. So we'll go into our next question. Um, at, uh, I might say this wrong, Voigt Mike, at V-O-G-T, Mike Voigt, Voigt, sorry. Uh, so, Dimitri, really? I guess the signing we talked yeah. about. Which, uh, What should we expect to get for Shaddy? Um, my, just the general thought when you're looking for a team, you're looking at probably roster player, first-round pick, prospect. 100%. Depending on the level of all that stuff. The higher he the pick, is, lesser the prospect. Higher the prospect, lesser the pick. Agreed. I think that Higher we, the player, lesser the pick, prospect, so on and so forth. When you talk Kevin Shattenkirk, you talk about a guy who – Ironically, was the throw-in on a trade to us. It was, yeah, it was Chris Stewart was the main target, right? And this is a guy who was 
in discussions for a Calder Trophy, um, or at least the Defensive Rookie of the Year, his, yeah. his, his rookie year. And I think on any other team besides St. Louis is a top pair defenseman. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always a need for skilled defensemen. So I think that you have... And he's still young. He's not... He's, not he is young. Yeah, I think you have an asset of great value with Kevin Shattenkirk. So like Jason said, I think you're looking for a NHL roster player. You're looking for... Uh, Either or, if not both, a pick and a prospect. And like you said, the better the pick, the less of the prospect, or the better the prospect, the less of the pick. Yeah, so, for example, when the Chicago traded for Andrew Ladd just for the playoff run, they traded Marco Dano and a first-round pick. Right. So you got to figure to get a full year of, uh, of a, a, a defenseman, and B, an offensive defenseman, and C, a right-handed offensive defenseman. Yeah. So that's a hot commodity, right? That Boston's uh, GM already came out and said that's what he's looking for. And the speculation is he went to Boston University. So, of course, it seems like a natural fit. Sure. Rumor, if you want to believe rumors, said he would only sign on the East Coast. If it's not St. Louis, the East Coast is a destination, which is why Edmonton is, like, not pursuing him. Sure. If you believe what all the rumors are, some guy made up on hockey. At the end of the day, I think that you're going to go where you can play hockey. Now, obviously, you want to go somewhere hey man, where you if can somebody said, as much as Edmonton doesn't sound like fun to me, if somebody's going to give me $7 million to go play hockey in Edmonton for you know for six months, I'll go play in Cool, team. man. I can get a nice house with a good heater. That's right. And do some ice I got, fishing. I got Netflix. Yeah, I'll be fine. And I'm, you know, hockey up there is big. I'll be fine. But Ain't nothing else for the girls to do own. there, but go watch hockey so you can get some hot girls. To, correct. So next question, uh, Darren Chapman at D-R-C-H-A-P-M-A, Chapma, Dr. Chapma maybe. Uh, surprise free agent acquisition, question mark. <sighs> free agent acquisition or just acquisition? Free agent acquisition is what he asked. I will, uh, I'll broaden it up and let you say acquisition. I think if there's a surprise acquisition, I think it's Jonathan Drouin. Because who knows if he plays? Did he play himself into? Uh, I guess it depends on the Stamkos thing. Stamkos it's one hundred percent going to depend on Stamkos. If they keep Stamkos, then I think Drew N goes. If if Stamkos goes to Toronto, I think they back up the the truck to Drew N. Yeah, I think he has proven yeah, he his a, worth. Had a very good playoffs and pretty much turned it around from he a made guy Steve that Eiserman looked like a schmuck. Is what he did. Yeah. Um, you know, the Blues kicked the tire on, on that before they the wanted, deadline. Supposedly wanted they wanted Fabry. Robbie Fabry, and we were trying to give him Ty Ratty. Yeah, I would definitely. Uh, I'm glad they didn't make that deal. Yeah. Um, I would say that. Or Fabry, you mean. To Ratty, yes. he could take Ratty. Um, Sorry, I don't like I, I think that there's obviously interest in the Blues to acquire him, but I don't know what the asking price is going to be. And certainly now you're not going to give up Robbie Fabry. Correct. Um. I think if there is a, a name player out there, uh, it's going to be either him, possibly Milan Lucic, depending wants, on what the He wants the six Kings years do. at six per. That's not happening. At least in St. Louis. He not wants that, but... Yeah, that's what he's at. That's apparently why know, he hasn't signed the... Look, you, we'll get into this, I'm sure. Hold on. Take your time. We'll get into this, I'm sure, once we get... Because I'm sure there's a David Backus question in there somewhere. Um, I'm sure we'll get into this when we talk about Backus, but... I always hear his house is for sale. At some, yeah, at, at some point, players have to decide what they want more. You know, do you want that extra million or two a year, or do you want the legitimate chance to win a Stanley Cup? Yeah, and and that's what it's going to come down to for all those players. And that's why I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility, depending on how many other pieces fall, that you could see someone like Milan Lucic coming to St. Louis. Okay, so I guess my free agent acquisition, I was thinking, thinking about it when I just came through. Ryan Miller. Two, <laughs> not a free agent. But two guys, if it gets bought out, you never know. Uh, two buyouts that we'll report on today. Uh, Jared Cowan, okay. defenseman, which that's been rumored for years now. Right, right. He, but like I said, I would take a PTO on that guy to be the seventh defenseman. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Like, Let's see how he is on the PTO. But anyway, and the other buyout was in Philly today. And we saw this. R.J. Umberger has been bought out. It doesn't surprise me. Basically another Ott, pretty much, is what you're looking at. Yeah. So I think he's on the same range as Steve Ott. PTO, very low signing. Kind of like What's the uh, what's the status of Scotty Hartnell in Columbus? 
supposedly he, you know, of course, if you want to read, like I, I read the hockey futures boards. It's fun reading to me. Uh, if you want to read, and they post some stuff, what some of the guy rumors say, but apparently he's waived his no trade or has agreed to waive his no trade clause if he can find a suitable. There's place. another guy. So, and we'll talk about a couple of things at the end of this that we didn't get into the last one, which is uh, expansion. Yes, sir. So, Las Vegas. Here we come. Next 2017-2018 uh, season. Yep. So, it'll be interesting. So, Las Vegas, something, something, somethings. The popular rumor is the Las Vegas Black Knights. Yeah. Like you said, somebody said the Aces, and I'm like, they're well, going the to they're, they're they're I think they're going to avoid any kind of gambling reference. I as 100% as agree. Uh, about a year ago, someone, and again, like these are all fan-made representations, yeah. but someone had mocked up uniforms and a whole schematic for a team called the Las Vegas Aces, and it looked so awesome mm-hmm. because they used the Ace of Spades, obviously, mm-hmm. but it looked like, old World War II bomber color. So it was like gray and black and white. Oh, that's awesome. And they looked I think you showed me that one. Yeah, they looked so clean and awesome, but I agree. I think Vegas is going to steer away from anything at all. You were at that arena, correct, for yes. Guns N' Roses? Yeah, nice. T-Mobile Arena It was where Guns N' Roses played. That arena is fantastic. The sight lines are phenomenal. Um, it's going to be an amazing place to watch hockey. Yeah. It's a little bit smaller, I believe, than Scott Trade. Um, 18,000, I think. I think I so, so, yeah. But there's there's legitimately not a bad seat. And what's cool about it is the way you get in, like unlike Scott Trade, where you walk in and depending on where your seat is, you either walk down or you have to turn around and walk up. You take escalators, like there's two levels. So for the first level, you walk up or you take an escalator up and no matter where your seat is, you walk down. Hmm. So you come into the section at like row JJ and walk down to your seat. The only time you will ever have your back to the game is if you are leaving, which is great. That's an awesome thing. That's fantastic. And the same thing for the upper concourse. You take an escalator up to the very top row and you come in over the top and walk down. That's cool. Yeah, that might be a destination in a couple years. Uh, 100%. Yeah. So sidetrack so my free agent acquisition that i had two that I came up with that but i believe they're probably going to want to be in pricey but i think they'd be good additions to the team and one both are familiar one's a central division foe for many years uh andrew ladd i thought would be interesting mm, for the price like i said for the price. price like i said if he's overpaid like you know if you're gonna have five mil at Bacchus stick five mil i'd rather kind of stick with Bacchus. but andrew ladd you know front of the neck guy yep Power play specialist, can skate, Yep, has awesome shot. Yep. So I wouldn't mind him. Second one, which is might be a former Boston Bruin, uh, Louis Erickson. You know, he was – He is going to Vancouver. That's the rumor that I've seen. They're going to throw all the monies at him. Yep. But who knows? He wants to be part of a rebuild, though. That's the thing. So who knows? True. But, but also, like we said, money, money talks. Money talks. And Vancouver, is, it's not like you're in the middle of a field. That is a major city. Yeah. So um, that's a guy that – those are two guys, like, I would – if the Blues got, I wouldn't be massively surprised because they kind of fit the mold. Agreed. Like uh, Erickson with the Dallas Stars connection with Armstrong and such. So I wouldn't uh, be surprised if you see one of those two guys. Are there any players that you hate so much that you can never root for them even if they were a St. Louis Blue? Mm, I don't think so, honestly. I don't like. I remember like not liking Steve Ott, and then, like we got. I don't think I could ever cheer for Andrew Shaw. Oh, that's true. I'll give you that. I don't think I could cheer for Shaw. I Kane. don't. Kane. Oh, I could cheer for Kane. The hockey side, but you know the part of like I am the douchiness is a little the douchiness that gets to me though. Um, I'll be honest there. I don't know if I could ever cheer for Marion Hosa. That wouldn't bother me. Just because I feel like that dude. His face. It's his face. Isn't it's it? not his face. It's the fact that I, I feel like he <laughs> chased the cup and burned so many teams while chasing the cup. Because what is Detroit and went to the finals and lost. He went to. He was. No, he was on Pittsburgh. Went to the finals, lost to Detroit. Jumped to Detroit the next year, lost to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Jumped to Chicago. Has won three. Yeah. Um, that dude. That's one of the many things. We'll t- and then. And the last. Yeah, the ahead. last dude is. I don't think I could ever cheer. <laughs> For Tiat Fanoff. <laughs> Sloppy seconds. seconds. Yeah, I can't oh, do so it. So good. Schiffer's girlfriend, but yeah, not <laughs> Correct. Oh, uh, man. Good stuff. Oh, we'll talk about the trade that, helped, you know, I think helps out the Blues without involving the Blues. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks decided to get rid of Brian Bickle's contract. 
at the cost of Tavo Teravainen to the Carolina Hurricanes. Boy, Carolina became the Bank of Chicago again, man. They uh, bailed second them out year second in year in a row. Yeah, they took Versteeg last year, and then they took a uh, – There's another player, Christopher Steeg. Yep. I don't know. I don't, I, God, I he, could, he was in uh, L.A. last he, time. He could possibly make his way to St. Louis. If on cheap, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't mind him as a third liner if you had to make him as your third line right winger now. I'd be uh, totally okay with that. If you get him on the cheap, I'd be okay with it. So that was our surprise uh, acquisitions. Uh, okay, Brian Roberts at BAR05337 on the Twitters. Will there be locker room divide between Hitch and Yao? Have Hitch players and Yao players? We kind of talked about this last a podcast to a degree. Um, I think at the end of the day, you have to be on the, – like the coaches got to be on the same page to start. 100%. That's the thing is. And if – like you said, if players are going to go to Yo, knowing he's going to be the head coach next year, maybe they don't go to Yo as much and maybe they're just, you know, go to Rick Wilson over everybody or who knows. But yeah. I think I think there's going to be no divide. Um and everybody's talking about the whole – we kind of didn't really touch on it last episode, last uh, podcast with everybody thinking Tarasenko not talking at the year-end uh, – not press conference, but the year-end uh, clean out your lockers. Yeah. And so apparently some of uh, the players were pissed at Tarasenko, according yeah. to Rutherford. I heard that too. Um, and Tarasenko – the point, the, point, the point where this did, the point where they had to – it was kind of alluded to by Strickland, mind you, was Andy Strickland – uh, that they kind of like said, hey, you have to come in and talk when Hitch talks on Tuesday. When Hitch got announced he's coming back one year, yeah. it was like four days later after the lock cleanouts. And Terrison came and talked, and he's like, no, I love the city. I love the coaches are fine. I'm 100% healthy. I'm going to go back to Russia, bring my kid there to the, visit the, my grand, my parents and stuff, yada, yada, yada. And nothing groundbreaking or anything. And people were just like dissecting it. To the point, like, oh, he rolled his eyes there. It's like, he's fine. Just just shut up. You know, there were so many weird news stories and rumors and reports. Man, people were just trying to make news. Like, the, yep. the thing that blew the thing that like blew me away slash pissed me off is the David Backus thing. About his house? The house. Like, put it, like, Whatever, it was, man. Like, his, people move. His house was, like, and the thing I didn't like is people were, like, posting it on, like, the Blues fan pages. Yeah. As much as, yes, that's out there on Zillow or Realtor, wherever they had it. But to the point now, like I pray to God that he doesn't live there right now. That he they're living in Minnesota. Like, I know his house in Minnesota is where he's from. Right, they're building. I hope there. they're there. I hope they're not there so people don't stop by to his house. Up, so people are posting it like over Blues fan forums, and it's Stupid. like people are like, you can go to County Records, look up anybody's name and where they live, and I'm like, who That's cares? How I Why found would you do out it? Where someone lived, and I, I was going to go there when he was in town, but I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> Okay, maybe never, okay. We're gonna cut, got, the, cut got, this short. And we're I already gonna get got kicked here. out of his uh, hockey cap. We're gonna cut this short, and no. we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know what was oh, I? I don't remember exactly what the the conversation was. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that that's that big of a deal. You know, it's not. It's not that uncommon for players to move houses. And look, like, they just had a kid. Yeah. It's like, whatever. And then, the, like, the Tarasenko thing. And there's gonna be, at the end of the day, back to the tweet. I don't think they're going to divide in the locker room. No, I don't think there is either. Okay. So, from uh, uh, EH333 at Eric H333, season? <sighs> Is this assuming David Backus doesn't come back? I guess it's whatever you think is going to happen. All right. Well, let's before we get into that. You do too. You do too. If Backus is back, obviously it's Backus. Let's 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 have the Backus conversation first before. Or we is it going to happen like what happened in L.A. today? No, I don't think so. Ranzi Kopitar is now the captain, and Dustin Brown is still sucks. Yeah, still a douchebag. Right. Um. Let's let's preface this with the David Backus conversation. Um. I think that. The St. Louis Blues want David Backus back. I think much like we were talking about early, earlier in this when we talked about the Kevin Shattenkirk situation, there is a business side of hockey. And David's going to have to decide what he wants. Does he want money or does he want to win a cup? Because there's going to be teams that come after him. The popular rumor is that David Backus is going to sign 
a big money deal and go home to Minnesota and play for the Wild. Based on the money, I don't think. But because of Vanek. But I don't think that Minnesota, aside from being home, I don't think Minnesota does anything to help him professionally. So I think that David Back is coming back to the Blues purely rests on the shoulders of David Backus. I think that they will offer him another deal. What was the last he turned down? Five and a half? Supposedly three years at five and a half. And apparently it's the five and a half that was the issue. Not not the five and a half. It was the three years. It's a term. So he wants wants, term. Apparently the rumor is he wants like Ryan Kessler, which was seven years at 41 $7 million. Realistically, I think you have. Or was it six at 41? Anyway, it's between like six and seven million dollars. So about year. double what they offered. I think realistically, you have three, maybe four solid years left in David Backus before you start seeing the slide. I see, I say two to three. Just because all the wear and tear so far, yeah. you can see sometimes during the season where I agree. He just I agree. I'm, I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt with three to four, but That's I understand. Nice I, I think that if you sign someone like him to that big of a deal or that long of a deal, I should say, you are signing it knowing that the front end of the deal is much more beneficial to you than the back end of the deal. I would say if you sign if you sign him to that deal or you offer him that deal. You have to be able to move him at some point. Yeah. But with that contract, be oh, like you said, I don't think there is. It won't be horrible. Look, if, I don't even think there's a literally untradeable contract. I agree. Out there. If, if you can, if you can unload that Roberto Luongo contract, you can unload anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's out of the realm of them to offer him something longer around the same money line. But you also have to realize that the next two years, who you have coming up, you have Steen coming up, you have. Um, Pareko's, Pareko's year, coming up. A two-year contract yeah. three. So you've got a lot of dudes, and you still got who you have to deal with this year in in Jaden Schwartz and everybody else. So there's a lot of players coming up, getting new contracts, and potentially Jake Allen, you know, and an yep. Elliot and Elliot. You got to decide there. Well. You're not so, gonna be able to get both of those guys four or five million each. You can't l- do that. Let's assume that David Backus leaves the Blues. I think that your next captain is a no-brainer. And I think that captain is Alex Steen. I've seen uh, – I had two two candidates, and one was Alexander Steen and another Alex, Alex Petrangelo. I think it's a management pick, though. I think Steen has earned it. I think a lot of, like, we you know have a little bit of knowledge about stuff, but, like, Steen seems to be, like, one of the leaders in the locker room. Yeah. So we, I think that he has a very good chance, especially if he's going to sign – a deal to stay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Petrangelo just has like been around a while, signed for a while type going for him. That's why I kind of picked him. Yep. Seems well liked from a teammate perspective. I agree. I mean, and I wouldn't be upset with he, that either. He did something crazy. And like uh, people are saying, like, make Tarasenko the captain no. and then I'll help him lead. I just don't think he's that type of guy. Like, people are like, you made, like, you made Brett Hall the captain. It did nothing. It didn't help anything. Like, I think part of it's like, in the eighties and stuff, it seemed like you made your your superstar the captain. Well, like nowadays, you not every team like the superstar is the captain. And let's let's just be honest: the captaincy means much more to the fan base than it does to the locker room. Yeah, because yet you have to be. A, there's a plenty of guys who are they had a, apparently a, like leadership quote unquote council before, right? Where it used to be like five or six guys. I think a couple of years ago, and this year they whittled it down to I think it was basically Steen, Petrangelo, and Bacchus, and they said that worked very well. Yeah. So I think that's why I kind of picked those two. So yeah, that's, I, I uh, just our I, I think I think that in my mind, Alex Steen has proven time and time again that he is a leader of this team. Um, on and off the ice, much in the same way that Bacchus is and Petro and everyone else. I don't think you put it on 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 Tarasenko. No, um, you can give him an A if you want, but I, absolutely, I, yeah, that's absolutely. Fine. Um, but again, um, I hope that it doesn't come to that, and I hope that they can work out a deal that keeps Bacchus in St. Louis. 
Yeah. I wouldn't mind having him back. Like I, I just think that for what he wants, like it would just put the team in financial straits to the point yeah. where you're doing what Chicago has to do. Well, and I, and I, I, you have to wonder with the steps that this team made this year. You know, in the years past, David hasn't gotten out of the first round. Mm-hmm. He got real close this year. Does that? Fuel the fire. Yeah. Does that make you realize you have something special here? Yeah. Maybe take, um, you know, like you said, we said a short term, like the three year contract. Maybe take a, it's maybe not the best financial idea to do. It's like a one year contract for him. So you, but I mean, at the end, take a four year deal, take a five year deal. Yeah. But it's like at the money wise, is what I'm saying. Like if you want to take, if if that's really a concern, like, this is going to be more than likely his last. This is last big, big deal. Con. So that's the thing is like, should he go cash in or do whatever? And this is going to be me being real life guy. It's it's hard to sit here and and talk about athletes arguing over. Do I want to make seven million dollars or five million dollars? Are you effing kidding me? Oh yeah. Like, what can you do with seven that you can't do with five? Yeah, and that's really, and that's why I say at the end of the day, the decision will rest on David Backus's shoulders. Yeah, you know, do you want that extra two million a year? I'm sure you do. I mean, and, and before, and look, I, I will, I will say this up front: Should David Backus leave this team for more money, I'm sure there will be a massive backlash, much of the way there was when Albert Pujols left the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. The difference will be this. Albert Pujols, for years, set on record, it's not about money, it's about winning championships, and then took the money. And then took all the money. Backus has never said anything one way or another. Yeah. So if David Backus leaves the Blues and goes somewhere else for more money, don't bash him because anyone listening to this podcast, think about what you're making right now at your job. If a competition company came to you said, hey, man, I really like what you do. How would you like to do the exact same thing you do here over at my company, and I'm going to pay you a third again as much as what you make now? Uh-huh. You know damn well you're going to say, yep, see you Monday. Yep. You know, so that, I, mean, I get It's it. just the way it is. I know that there comes a point where you're like, it's seven million versus five, and that's true. But you cannot fault a person for taking that money. money. Yeah, I get it. I mean, at the end of the day, he, being family guy here, but just like you got to do what's right for your family. 100%. You got to do what's, you know, the competitive nature of it is definitely part of it, but I think like you're in your human aspect, like you said, of like right. he has ties to community, has athletes for animals, has the shelter here, has a bunch of stuff. So he's ingrained in the community, so you would think that happens. But, you know, I make the argument, so is our Pujols. He had a foundation. He 100%. Has, he still has a golf tournament to have you know, I, I he think does not attend every year. Matt Holiday takes over for Correct. Him. So I think if we're talking a difference of less than $1.5 million, I think he stays here. I would hope so. I think if we start getting into the $2 million, $3 million difference – or the term is much greater, that's where I see the problem coming in. Yeah. So, And again, I don't think it is a fact of the Blues not wanting him. I think it is... Oh, yeah, 100%. Because Armstrong's on set on record that he wants him back. So I it, mean, it is... There's a lot of people that need to get re-signed for a lot of money and a lot of time. And at some point, someone's got to go. And, it, and that's all it is. So and the it, question is, like, you know, eventually it might be it might be Steen because then if he signed back us to all his money, then what are you going to do with Steen? And then people are like, well. And then what are you going to do with this? And they're like, look what you do with Bowmies during Latera and all his money. Like, every team has a bad contract. I agree. So, I mean, I, they're going to have to deal with it. Didn't Armstrong say the first thing he wanted to do or his first order of business was to sign Jaden Schwartz? Yes. It wasn't signed to meet your asking, to my knowledge. Right. But obviously, if I just came up like, "Hey, we'll give you a million dollars for two years," cool, man. Look, dude, that's a great deal. That's a great yeah. value deal. I'm sure that's one of those things where it just makes like one phone call and it's like, "Hey, we're touching base. This is the, what we're thinking. Would you like that?" Yep. Yes. Okay. And we you're on the team. You. You're done. done. I'm um, sure, that's pretty much how that conversation went. I think that once Jaden Schwartz steal is done, I think you look at David Backus, and if you can sign him, you sign him. 
if you sign him, you do so knowing that Troy Brower is gone. Uh-huh. Brosniak's probably gone. Um, you're going to have to move someone like probably Berglund. And who knows that uh, you might also have another contract to move depending on his desire to play here is uh, Vladimir Saboka. Yep. Yeah, and that, there's another wild card. But yet, there, like as Armstrong said in his press uh, conference, that there has been no uh, he's no indications on if he's getting out of his contracts. Pretty much just rumor and conjecture. Like his, I mean, yeah, whatever, according man. to according to him, like mind you, they could know. Sure. And he's just like, hey, dude, I'm coming back. Okay. Okay. Like, are you gonna play for us? I don't know. Well, we have a contract thus, or we'll we can try and trade you. Well, we might trade you to Edmonton right. or trade you to Carolina. I mean, sure, he doesn't care as long as he gets paid. Sure. See, that's what made me mad. Just side note real quick on the Saboka thing where he got so pissed about Armstrong about the over $300,000. And I'm yeah. like, $300,000? I'm yeah. like, you're getting paid $3 million, and you've been nothing more than a glorified third fourth line. line, third, fourth line guy. Yeah. Like, people St. Louis love you because you go around and hit people, and you uh, are physical. And you're great. And St. Louis loves their grinders. You and 45 other dudes in this league. Yeah. That are probably – look at, look at Upshaw. Yeah. There's not much difference between him and Upshaw, nope. right? Upshaw paid for played for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. He had to make the team. Yeah, you know. Anyway, that's a sidebar. So, so anyway, yeah, I think that's you know. Again, there's so many moving pieces in this. Um, it's going to be a very interesting off season. It's going to be like watching the Blues play a giant game of Tetris. Yeah, and see how this whole thing fits together. So, so when one move happens, it will f- dictate the next move. Pretty much, uh, if you 100%. see, see Schwartz sign, then you got an idea of what's going to happen with Bacchus. And Brower having a very good playoffs, he raised his profile from. Oh, dude! So he was one I would think the Blues would be able to get, but he played so well, like well in the playoffs, very clutch goals in mm-hmm. Game Seven. After all the Game Sevens, he played and he finally started scoring in yep. ours, and uh, he raised his profile quite a bit. So I think he you know, yeah, he's in the range of the now hitting the four million dollar range now more than likely. Which you would that like probably to prices see the Blues out of it. I would like to see him come back just from the standpoint of. That's who you got for TJ Oshie, and you'd hope that you just don't get a year out of him, and then he walks. But that's again, the risk you t- took. I am fine though. with what we got out of him. Oh yeah, and I think that trade paid for itself in spades. Yeah, he 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 got that the that goal in Game Seven pretty much against Chicago was just like all right, yep. trade we win the trade. In my head, I was just like, we went further than the Capitals did this year. Correct. So that's one thing that happened. So let's get we have two more questions on the. Uh, we kind of addressed one, and um, pretty much addressed both of them. Well, I'll say them. Uh, this is from the apparently the Blues head coach, St. Louis HC, is at the Dark Knight of B one. What up? What trades are the Blues likely to make? We pretty much kind of went over all those. Shattenkirk, I, I percent. Well, I'll ask you percentage wise how how gone is Kevin, Kevin Shattenkirk? Eighty percent. I would almost put it ninety. I said ninety percent. Okay, that's my guess. I just think that the market is right. Yep. Um, he's got one year left. You're not going to be able to sign him. Absolutely not. For the money he wants. Because he's, he's going to be a guy who's going to want probably as much as Shattenkirk makes, six and a half to seven. Yep. So trade him now. Value's high. You can get something for him and he doesn't walk away. He doesn't get hurt and his value yeah. goes down. Trade him now. Yeah. As much as I like him, I think. I love him. I think the thing that makes it easy is, thank God for Colton Pareko. Yes. If that did not happen this year. And Pateri th- Yep, and if Limbaum comes up, are you Edmondson or Limbaum? Which one? Limbaum. Okay. Limbaum has I mean, apparently sort of regressed in Chicago. Like I don't know if that's true or not, but at least he has a chance to come back this year. Maybe he just had an off year, didn't prepare properly, sure. comes back. Anyway, Colton Prego makes it so much easier because if that didn't happen, who knows where the Blues would be right now? 100% agree. Because then you're just like, we need to sign Shattenkirk. We're not going to be able to sign Shattenkirk. What should we yeah. do about Shattenkirk? And now it's like everybody's like, trade Shattenkirk, which you like a year ago. Unthinkable. You He was on the like – Core list, yeah. In my in my in my eyes, I was like, all right, that guy's a core guy. We're gonna keep him. Him Petrangelo gonna lead the blue line for years to come. Yep. And now you're looking at like, let's trade that guy and get Matt Kachuk, who something leads, leads into our next question, which is from Jacob Keister at Jacob Keister. How much wood could a wood Kachuk chuck if a wood Kachuk chuck was drafted by the Blues? <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. I actually got that right. I, I, awesome. I really had to focus on that one, so take that. So uh, basically we talked about I really like that kid. I do so too. I, I think uh, barring a, a I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Trade. I'm not. I think you got to get into the top four to get him. Yes, I think you have to get top four or five. And like I said, as much as I like Kachuk, 
I'd be okay with Pierre Luc uh, Dubois. I'd be okay with him as well. Frenchie? Can we just call him Frenchie? Yeah, I would be okay with him. It might be do something else, but honestly, Dubois. So I sound fancy, but uh, yeah, you're not gonna. And basically, um, some of the top picks they're really not moving. The only one that's really kind of talked about being moved is the number four pick. Yeah, everybody like almost. Have you seen any other quote unquote rumor that's out there? Is uh, they're keeping the pick. They want to pick. They need to pick. They need to pick. They pick. They pick. So the top ten, I think, pretty much is like almost not talked about except for that four pick, and that's almost. Edmonton's kind of alluded to it, but because they need defense at the end of the day, yeah, Shankirk would fit the bill perfectly of what they need. And how's that? All how much is a kick in the nuts is it for them? They were they everybody crapped on Justin Schultz, and then dude has a Stanley Cup ring now. Yep, so does Ian Cole. Yeah, and to a degree, David Perron. Yeah, it depends who gets voted in. Like I said, I think that's the rule. I have to look that because I know it's for baseball. It's how it is. Like yeah. if after a certain amount of games, if they don't meet the criteria, they could vote for the guy that have a ring. His um, name on the trophy. I had read an article a couple weeks ago that I found very interesting in regards to the Oilers. That it's time for the Oilers to start shipping off some of these number one picks. And Nugent Hopkins is the big rumor right now. And they brought up Nugent Hopkins, they brought up Hall, and they brought up Eberly. Yeah. Well, uh, you remember there were Eberly rumors last year? Yeah. It's been a much of a rumor mill for two years now. Uh, there were rumors two years ago, hot and heavy, that the Blues were, Blues any day really now, we're going to trade yeah, for Jordan Eberly. Yeah. Um, Which I'm 100% against, by the way. I personally love the Nuge. I, I love Nugent Hopkins. Taylor Hall, I, I think, is good, but I think that he was more hype than anything else. He's definitely overpaid right now. They're both making like seven mil, which is crazy right. amount of money because they had a couple of decency. I mean, Nugent Hopkins hasn't got anything above fifty uh, something points. I believe it is. I that team was so dysfunctional, though. I I would love to see again in a perfect world package Shattenkirk and our pick to Edmonton for Nuge and their pick, and let Nuge keep and have Edmonton keep some of Nuge's contract. Yeah, we'd have to ship probably Fabry along with that. Oh, you're giving ready. Fabry ain't going anywhere. Well, that's what they had asked for because the number four pick is hugely coveted. Hopkins are gonna be like, oh, it's a number one pick. Yada yada yada. Even though they kind of probably want to get rid of him, right? To get to clear up some money and stuff. But uh, I don't know. I honestly, I'm more of a Hall guy than Nugent Hopkins. Are you? Yeah, I like I, Hall's more of a winger. We need a center, so that's why it wouldn't really work to me. Um. As much as you lose back, as you need, your, you need a second line right winger right now. Right now, your second line right winger, to a degree, is Dimitri Askin. Yeah, which nothing is. Dimitri well, Askin. right now it's either yes. Is it Askin now? Askin. Did you see that on the NHL? Uh, they tweeted that out with the Y instead of the J, which is hilarious. I think mm-hmm. it's technically. I mean, really, our our second or our two top two right wingers are what Steen and Schwartz. Left wingers, you mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You say Steen, Schwartz, and then Fabry is probably going to be your third. I don't think he's ready to move to center. I don't think he's a, he's too small to me to be a center. And then maybe people are saying, oh, Taylor Johnson, Tyler Johnson. No. Uh, I like Fabry on the left wing. Who do you think day. moves up this year? Uh, they want who Ratty do you think really comes bad. in from Chicago? They really want Ratty. Think I think Schmaltz? I think he'll be the first call-up guy. I think uh, Limbaum will have a decent shot again. Um, I think Schmaltz will be like the call up guy this year, unless he has a rookie camp. You never know. Like, like right. look at I saw Preko was gonna be that guy this year. I thought he was gonna be the call up guy. Yeah, and look what he did. He wound up being the first. I would say first fifteen to twenty games. He's probably our best defenseman. Yeah, you know. And so I never saw that coming. So you never know. But um, if I had to say forward wise, my first call up would be Barbashev. And defenseman wise, I'll probably say Schmaltz to be the call up wise. Guys that make the team, if he's on the team, I think they're going to force Ty Ratty. They're going to try their hardest to make him an NHL caliber guy. I say that because I'm not a fan. I have been a fan. And that's the, and, my, and my thing is, like, he could. It could be just because he's not, like, a hitch-style type of guy. Maybe. Could go somewhere and flourish. I think Edmonds would be the perfect place for him to go flourish because of open style. You never know. And that's here's the thing. I, I am a Ty Ratty fan. That being said, I want to see the guy on the YouTube video show up. You're not the you guy. Know? Like all the people are like, well, he scored like three or four goals this year. If you look at all four of those goals, 
three were in front of the net. One hit his his back slash his ass and went in. Right. And then one was like a shot from the flooded off a guy and went in. Yeah. So he didn't have to me a guy who was a goal scorer didn't have like a pure goal scorer no. goal, which it's like you go pull up Ty Ratty highlights on YouTube and they're nice when he's a Portland and, stuff. And, he was and, awesome. And you watch those. And then you watch the guy who's on the ice for the St. Louis Blues, and you tell me that that's the same guy. Yeah. I want the dude who's played for the Portland Winterhawks. Correct. That's who I want. The, you know, the guy who we drafted. Because I remember when you drafted him, I was like, all right, well, this guy, we this guy fell out of the first round. Because that's the year we switched with uh, yeah. our second and first round picks or whatever it was. Yep. Yeah, we got two seconds that year. Because we drafted uh, Ratty and somebody else. It might have been Yaskin. I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of the questions. So we'll see what happens in the offseason. So like I said, we'll do our little draft special. I expect moves to happen then, and then we'll probably come back after the draft um, and do our free agency slash draft roundup, roundup little thing, and then we'll probably take our normal month-and-a-half-long hiatus. It's weird that hockey is really just around the corner again. Yeah, for once we actually don't have that long month break and then – then the off season starts, yeah. sort of. So it's nice to see that. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris's Twitter is at Hossapalooza. Mine's at, at JPM Blues Fan Twenty One. Excuse me, we're on the Facebooks, the Twitters, uh, Blues Hockey Podcast on Facebook, and uh, let's see, thing. Oh, also email Blues Hockey Podcast at Gmail. Go ahead and hit us up with any questions, comments, concerns, all that good stuff. Butt pictures. Yeah, that's fine. I'd sure. be okay with that. And uh, yeah, and uh, rate us on the iTunes. Please. And uh, that'd be nice. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, – I like, appreciate all the questions from everybody today. Thank you for that. On just kind of a short notice, I just threw it out when – it was you were, awesome. You were running a little bit uh, behind and with work and stuff, yep. so I just threw it out there as a kind of a. Off I love questions, man. I, I love when we can make the show interactive. Yeah, so we're gonna. I'm gonna work on some stuff now that we're settled. We're gonna like when we do it. I'm. I have a little setup. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a little Facebook Live. I'm gonna try to make that a little bit more act. You know, sure. a little more active on that. Uh, do some Periscope and stuff while we're recording and stuff and that would be i think a nice little way to be interactive i don't do these question things i think too i might do a question of the week type thing every okay. week and then try to do something it might be about the blues might be a general hockey question might be a whatever question so um eh, when am i gonna post this eh, probably before the draft so it might be done already but we'll just do it so it's on a record who is your pick for money in the bank on sunday which match? The actual Money in the Bank match. And I'll say I won't. I will not make a pick because I have a semi thing I just saw yesterday. Kevin Owens. Mm, that's who I want to win. That's my heart pick. Yeah, in my heart. That's our our in between music that we didn't have on. If this it's episode. not Kevin Owens, it's Dean Ambrose. It's Dean Ambrose because I saw the pick. The apparently the poster for next month has him with the briefcase next to him. Uh, yeah, because they're obviously setting up the triple threat match right. with all of them. So. Yeah, that's about it. So that's what me and Chris are doing Sunday. If anybody didn't realize that, we'll be watching Money in the Bank. Wrestling. Wrestling. That's what we enjoy. So it should be fun. So appreciate everybody listening. And Chris, you also catch Chris. I'll give you a shout out on that at his other podcast. Yep, the Kelly Mano Show. Uh, you can go to kellymano.com. That's K-E-L-L-Y-M-A-N-N-O.com. New shows are usually Mondays, and then we try to do a second show that goes live around Thursday. Um, it's, you know, we'll touch on sports, but it's just kind of like morning show radio, very pop culture oriented. The it's wacky fun. co-host, you the wacky co-host. I'm the Boy, wacky co-host. Actually, I'm the sarcastic prick co-host. <laughs> you do like the, uh, what's the guy's name? I have to go off on but he has that voice. He seems like a nice guy, uh, Kurt Copeland. He has it like oh, yeah, he is yeah. like the radio guy voice. Hey, your buddy Kurt Copeland. He's a nice guy, but Great guy. Just, yeah, but it's just he has that voice where you're just like, this is like such a radio guy voice. He is a very radio guy voice. It's awesome. So I, I've never heard him talk like in public. So I kind of same way. Is it same way? Oh, really? Okay, there you go. Uh, the, other, the other thing I was going to bring up, so minor blues note too. So I was uh, shopping in the produce section yesterday at the at a uh, Schnucks. 
and uh, ran to Scott. It took me literally 45 minutes to figure out who it was, so I didn't say anything to him. It was Scott Warman, the guy who does the oh, pregame uh, show. I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> I'm walking around. I'm like, I know that guy. Go to work. to my desk. That guy. And then I think it was uh, oh, when Yoga hired. That came up. Also, that popped up, and I'm like, Scott Warman. <laughs> like, I, randomly. Like, I was like, in the produce section with you. I was like, me and you were buying strawberries the other day. How do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a healthy guy. What can I say? I'm not. I know you're mine, but I'm just BSing. So, anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys later. Hockey. Podcast. <laughs>